Where's Chad right now? He needs to He's like do, do a class. They should bring him to like the rookie, the rookie, uh, you know, orientation and have him like teach yeah. them about doing the proper celebrations. <laughs> That'd be a great spoof, like like an improv class run by Chad for. Uh... I'm shocked that's not a commercial. Yeah. Yes, N. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love that. Hey guys, welcome to the Big U United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with my buddies Dan and Colin. As always, what's going on tonight, friends? It's been a long time. We're back. Uh, or soft start of sorts. I'm good. Soft okay. Very soft. Football's coming. A very soft opening. I feel. Back yeah, to yeah. back to Ultra. season two right now. Yeah, malleable. Dan. <laughs> yeah, you know we're yeah. we're a little rusty, but we're, but we're here to to shake the rust off and to. Share some very fun and fun news with everybody that we are yeah. now part of the Pigskin Pot Podcast Network. So uh, I know Dan said before to us before we start recording that yes, we are total sellouts. Uh, we're here just for the money now. Um, the pod's gonna just go <laughs> downhill from here. There's there's no more fun going on, and we're gonna be very stiff and corporate about everything. So yeah, you we're know, shilling we're, for we're the very... NFL. We're like that's it. Adam Schefter on 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 a hundred right now. Just no, no bad words about Goodell. You won't hear anything about Gettleman anymore. Trom won't be showing up, uh, you know, unannounced. This this is going to be a, a new company show. I'm a com- I've always been a company man, so I, I feel really at place right now as part of the the Pigspin Pigskin Podcast Network. Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. wait. The, the Pigspin. The Pigspin. <laughs> the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll, we'll, you have to say it five times fast. We'll get it, though. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. So that's at PigskinPodNet on Twitter. Please follow them. And as always, follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but you can email us questions, comments, concerns at BigBlueUnitedPodcast at gmail.com as well. So here we are, guys. Uh, we got the first preseason game against the my favorite team, the Jets, coming up. And uh, there's a few sort of... Uh, Storylines out of, a, of of somewhat of a, of a dull trading camp. I feel like. I mean, there's not so much going on, which I guess is a good thing. You don't want that drama. You don't want that aggravation in your life. I mean, there's a few storylines we'll go over. Um, I guess today the number one thing to talk about would be Saquon is back practicing, uh, cutting without a knee brace, looking fresh off injury. Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe he shouldn't really be doing too much. Um, Personally, I don't think he needs to be in any preseason games. Like, the first year he was here, he, he played two preseason snaps and had the most yards from scrimmage in the league, which is generally thought to be, like, a good stat amongst running backs. Um, Dan maybe <laughs> might disagree. Dan, what's your thought about about having a running back with the most yards from scrimmage in his first season in the NFL? I know you hate, hate these sort of things, right? I don't think uh, running backs matter, again. So whether or not he practice, plays in the preseason, don't, don't think it matters. Um, if he stays healthy, that'll be good. But we could probably get production from you know a third round draft pick in in, in preseason as well. So um, I don't know. Saquon being back is, is great. He'll he'll definitely be a boost to the offense. But you know, th- there's really no point in him practicing and, and opening himself to injury when he can do that in the, the first game of the season. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. And what's good too is uh, it seems that we have at least 72 running backs on the roster so i think we're good for a while if, if we uh you know throw them through the old um uh lead pipe drill because uh, apparently joe judge is is a, a steadfast believer in in taking large metal objects to 
players and forcing them to retire as quickly as possible. So, I mean, this is uh, when Alfred I, Morris takes the number one spot. Am I wrong? I think that's it. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> did, is they re- did they former, resign uh, him? Or, yeah. I know they were talking oh, yeah. about it. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to give I'm him. Not- uh, they wanted to give Devonte Booker a competition, so they signed Alfred Morris for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would, I would, I would cut Booker with that. Probably, you know, considered we we all consider that contract to be awful. I'm sure more. I'm not sure Morris's deal, but I'm sure it's much less than that. Should, should we call him? Should we call him Egregious Philbin? Egregious <laughs> Philbin. It's a great name. A great name for a band, as we as we discussed many years ago. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's good for his his contract. So. Egregious Philbin. Um, I mean, you know, Judge was sort of like on Saquon that he didn't want to put him in a position that he wouldn't be comfortable in. He didn't want to rush him back. And then immediately it was just like, well, when I was in New England, like we had Edelman, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon didn't play in, in the, in the preseason or any, any practice in training camp. And he's like, well, you got to play the fourth game. Not that the fourth game exists anymore, but do you <laughs> guys think like, we'll get into judge in a minute, but knowing how judge is, do you think he expects Saquon to at least have a little action in that third and final preseason game coming this year, Colin? Uh, well, I mean, just from, uh, one little blurb that I saw him say the other day, uh, is that, you know, as you can imagine, Saquon's chomping at the bit. He wants to do as much as possible. You know, he understands that he can't go full on with it yet, but he wants to be involved. He wants to get in and, and judge basically it just has to like hold him back. So I think he's well aware that it's going to be sprinkled in and frankly, you might see him get one or two handoffs in that fourth game, and that's what he means by playing in the fourth game, quote unquote. Third game, third You'll, game. I, yeah, fourth third game, game no longer right. exists. Yeah, well, we're NFL. We're old then now, NFL so. wasn't making enough money, so they needed that seventeenth game this year. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those kind of things. There's no point in well, the only point that you'd think the old school kind of mindset that that judge has and those kind of coaches is that well, you got to get him getting used to getting hit. Well, yeah, until he turns into Jason Seahorn against the Jets like he did in 1998, returning that, that kickoff and destroying his knee. You don't want to see that again. So it, it's a fine line, and I think they'll, they'll get him a couple of handoffs to get you know, popped a little bit, most likely behind the line, and uh, <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be it for preseason until we start uh, week one. So. Yeah. He needs That's to, how, how I feel. He needs to remember what it's like to, to break three tackles behind the line of scrimmage and then get get uh, and then get taken down for a half yard gain. Just uh, <laughs> that ground and pound that, we're, that we know, love I, so much. I thought we were going to be rusty, but we are back in mid season form already right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to go off topic real quick. Talking about the seventeen game season, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Because I hate it. I think it just totally the NFL is just totally lying about player safety. And more to me, it's like. All those records just are like, like, where do all these records go now? It's like you have an extra game. They're all going to get broken. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just dilutes the game to me. Do you guys, like, have any sort of specific thoughts on that, Colin? Uh, I mean, there's a two, two sides of the coin on it. As a spectator, of course, you love the extra game just for the sole fact of seeing more football. So that's great. But, you know, as a uh, – I think the three of us would consider ourselves somewhat purists of the game in terms of what we what we love about it and why we love it. it yeah, that's just not going to do it. It's it's clearly a cash grab, and that's kind of a, a disappointing aspect of things. And you just you picture Goodell's face on all of it, and it's just like ah, I don't know. He 
they they say they care about the safety of the players, and it, and when they do a move like that, it's clear that's not the case. If, if they have all these problems that they've had with CTE and what have you over the years, oh, you know, add another game that'll definitely curb that. You know? So <laughs> yeah, right. Dan, what, yeah, what I mean, think? I think that's obvious. The ca- the cash grab, uh, the, just looking for opportunities to make more money. You know, they're going to start playing games in like China pretty soon. Um, but you know, to me, it's like a giant fan. You know, at a certain point, most of the time, I sort of want to just put out of my misery. You know, extending another game, game seven, <laughs> 17, where we're playing, you know, some team bound for the playoffs that is playing like their second stringers and, you know, where, you know, have like three, you know, starting offensive players still healthy. It's just, uh, <laughs> so sometimes, it, it, I don't know, it's just the quality is going to be diluted. The, the, the first, you know, four games of every season are basically preseason style games everything is so sloppy and ugly like you can't get a read on what teams are good or what teams are bad um and i think conversely like the last couple games in the season or people are going to be injured or a lot of teams are going to be putting game plans on the shelf or and preserving their players that are bound for the playoffs so it's going to be weird and we'll get used to it and i guess it'll be an opportunity to watch football for one more weekend and, and not have to you know deal with responsibilities of, of your normal life but uh you know, I, I I don't I don't need it, and I'm not necessarily thrilled about it. And to be honest with you guys, I forgot that they added a game until we started talking about it before the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> as well, as I'm you should, because congratulations, because Dan just had another kid not too long ago. Congrats, Dan. Yeah, he could probably. Sure uh, he's three way weeks up old. Giant stuff. By the time the season starts, I, you know, he could probably fill in for Saquon and and not really be that that much of a of a letdown there. You know. <laughs> It's an infant. <laughs> one, one yard in the backfield, you know, four yards in the backfield, same thing. Uh, yeah, but thank you. It's it's not an indictment on him as a running back. It's more more so on the offensive line, but that's what for another line? conversation we'll have. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, listen, yeah. I think that's like the one thing that we need to talk about and that we've been continually talking about for the entire time we're doing this podcast. And I think the, the biggest other storyline for me in training camp is O-line and also Joe Judge. And I think those two things kind of – mesh with each other so i think the biggest thing you got to talk about is how you had you brought in two guys like looney and fulton both the and then you know there's another guy uh the the, the what was his name uh there, there was a linebacker too but they all retired in three days right after this oh, yeah. big brawl they had and you know joe judges got everyone running gassers and uh you know laps and whatnot i mean i i i do actually i mean i know we joke about this but i do actually have a little inside information into like the giants doctor's office and the guy that i spoke to was just like judges too hard on these guys and he he thought that you know the retirements were solely based on on judges uh you know hard-ass style and whatever not whatever it is i don't i mean the media says it isn't maybe it is maybe it isn't like do you, what do you guys think like do you think the guys that can't handle sort of this old school mentality like need to be on this team because in my mind it's like any anything you have at o-line now it's like really necessary uh dan what do you think about like you know judges sort of hard style in training camp yeah like i feel like this is a storyline that pops up like periodically across the league different coaches are doing it. it it's hard to say without like knowing exactly what they're doing that that qualifies as overly physical or dangerous or strenuous um especially for players at that level like are you refining skills are you working on technique or are you just like over you know working 
you know, muscles and ligaments and, and putting yourself in danger, like at a certain part point, you got to be smart, like, or, or at least like, I think an innovative coach would think of a, a different way to mentally challenge or, uh, you know, test your players rather than, than, um, you know, r- risk of injury. Um, you know, it, 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 there's definitely bonding that happens and, and team unity and, and sort of a grit that can be formed in that scenario. But, uh, you know, it's a trend that we've been seeing since, you know, the 2007 Giants. Like, that the whole, you know, claim to fame of, of Tom Coughlin that year was he softened up and gave the players more autonomy and allowed them to, you know, relax a little bit and, and he reaped the rewards. Um, I don't think players have gotten more old school since that point. I think they probably expect, you know, different kind of coaching at this point. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fine line to tell. Maybe, maybe judge gets all these guys to buy in and they become, you know, that classic hard nosed team that just outworks and, and is out conditioning other, other players, but, or other, other, uh, rosters, but not, not too sure. Um, I think, I think there's gotta be some sort of middle ground there. And, and if it's true that people are leaving specifically because how difficult it is, that's not a good sign. And in a season when there's not a lot of news out of camp, this is like one of the only things we hear, um, it doesn't exactly instill confidence in, in the fan, I don't think. Well, it, it seems like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the guys that have been retiring are longer in the tooth, and they're willing to put up with less at that point. They're almost looking like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'll work, I'll work hard this year, but I'm not going to work that hard. 29 and, yes. and 30 years old. And I should mention Todd Davis was the linebacker that I, I lost the name of, but I don't know his age. But the two guys on the offensive line that I thought were actually like going to be fringe starters and potential contributors and now are off the team, which is a big deal to me. Anyway, Colin, Absolutely. continue. Well, but you, then you have someone like um, like Sterling Shepard who come out, comes out and says when, when he was asked, oh, what do you think about the people retiring? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, if, if you don't like it, you can leave. And that's how we're doing it here. And and. The core people have bought in, at least on the, the surface level, to the media, and that's what you need more than anything else. Is that of your your main your main guys who are going to contribute to be on board with his message and, and his directive. And I hope that Joe Judge is is the smart kind of guy. I mean, the one thing that I've seen a lot in a lot of articles coming into this season is that they're bringing in a lot of people, a lot of former players, a lot of you know. Like Phil Sims was there talking to them. Uh, they're bringing all sorts of people in, and they're, they they're have, trying like, to OC tap and in. And Tuck come in, and like yep, and yeah. and Matthias, Matthias Kiunuka, yeah. and they're just trying to get these younger guys uh, to to tap into the history and understand why they're playing and and who they're playing for and the pride and all that kind of stuff. And I hope that Joe Judge is the kind of guy that'll give Tom Coughlin a ring and be like, "Hey, we're both hard nosed style coaches. How did you figure it out that 2000 season?" 2007 season and uh you know i i hope he's he's willing to reach out to those type types of guys to kind of because he's still learning too i mean he's not even 40 years old yet so i mean he I mean, said he was reaching out to a lot of people basketball coaches coaches of yeah. you know a lot of other other teams other sports you know trying to get perspective from a lot of places so i totally agree with that i mean what my problem is with this whole thing is like so you know shane lemieux gets hurt and then these two guys retire and then who's left so what happens, like, you know, they need to sign somebody. They need to sign a couple guys on the line. They need to address this problem. But they can't they... rely on the, the rookies they drafted? <laughs> like, what? none of them, oh. you mean? Oh, wait, they I didn't mean, sure. Yeah. There, <laughs> there were a couple undrafted free agents that, that they signed. Mm. But, I mean, ultimately, like, 
undrafted free agents aren't going to jump in there immediately and contribute. And I know when we did our draft pod, we were like, oh, well, we could have got a guy in the seventh round or the sixth round, a, a, you know, a guy like Gary Brightwell we didn't really think was a necessary pick at the time. Fine, He's not even on but... the depth chart, by the way. <laughs> Gary. Yeah, great. Perfect. Gary. Uh, well, sort of related uh, to this in terms of who, who'd be taken over for these injuries and retires, uh, retirements, rather. Uh, I, I was reading an article about Kenny Wiggins, who is one of the guards uh, that we signed uh, from the Lions. He was with Matt Pat- uh, Patricia the last couple of years, and he actually had a funny quote about him in the article. Uh, the, the reason it was written is he was the guy who pulled uh, Jones uh, uh, out of the bottom of the pile of the brawl. <laughs> Uh, so he was like, oh, I have no interest in getting into this fight, but you know what? That's my quarterback, so I'm going to go find him and pull him out of there, and he did. Um, and when he was asked about it, oh, what, what, what would he say? It was um, it was pretty funny. Uh, and, uh, and the brawl was nothing uh, of note for Wiggins. He's seen far worse in his days in the NFL, and the same can be said for the punishment handed down by red-hot Joe Judge. He says, I was with Matt Patricia for the last few years, so... He said without the need to add more context. So I guess that means like that <laughs> that was just a nightmare organization to be a player in. Belichick uh, coaching tree. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. like him trying to, to pull the old uh, I'm as uh, smart and tough as, as my mentor was. And uh, obviously you see how that worked out in Detroit. Well, so. I, 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 you know, I have to mention about this brawl because it was probably my favorite quote of the whole offseason. The whole brawl started because Logan Ryan went to Evan Ingram Where's the passion in this in the game, Butterfingers? And that's what served the brawl. And I know, and I know you guys probably really enjoyed that quote too, because I know I did. Because that defense has been carrying this offense for so long, all season yeah, yeah. last year. So to call a guy out to start that brawl on offense, especially a guy like Evan Ingram, who is not deserving of the Pro Bowl nod he got last year by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination, and has just been basically a liability at tight end. Thank God Kyle Rudolph's in here to you know hopefully be more of like a blocking tight end who can also make a lot of plays in the, in the passing game. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe Ingram gets a fire lit under his ass feeling that way. Uh, he's still, he's uh, as of today, actually, he was standing on the sideline, not working with trainers, watching practice. Right. So who knows when he's he'll right. actually he's be right. good to go. I mean, he had that injury earlier yeah. on in, in training camp or, or in the off season, and we knew he was going to be injured, but figured by now he'd be playing a little bit more. Can, did you think Logan Ryan really said Butterfingers? Like, I can't imagine any practice. That's the quote, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I love it. Well, he also was like, you know, we, I have my locker next to Evan Ingram. We have no no problems. Whether or not that's just, like, stuff you tell the media. To, I can you know, make some sure other you things that start with a B and an F that, that he might have said. That would have been a little more appropriate. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's one of those things where Logan Ryan's a veteran presence in the locker room. Maybe he's just trying to light a fire under him, you know? I, would, I wouldn't doubt that, man. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I, and I think he said, you know, and, and we see this every year. Like, teams have fights at training camp. It's not, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's not an I mean, abstract thing. It's not something that doesn't happen often, so... I mean, if anybody needs to get a little push in the butt from someone in the locker room, it's probably Evan Ingram. <laughs> At least for me. Because if, if you're a loyal listener to this pod, you know how we feel about about that. It has to happen. You know, every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. I mean, in terms of other storylines in the training camp, I, uh, you know, Tooney was kind of off uh, on COVID list, and then he's back playing. He's kind of bringing him back slow. There's not really much to oh, say. Oh wait, wait, wait. hold, hold on, hold what? on a second. What? You're, what? St- you're 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 turning into your father by the moment I see this. You called him Tooney. Oh, Tony. Oh, oh my goodness. 
Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Tom Coughlin was my favorite coach. <laughs> my dad was always just mispronounced. My also my dad to this day, if you want to take an Uber, he still calls it a Uber. Oh my nice. god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, um Galladay hamstring injury. I mean, what do you guys feel? I know it's it's early. It's I a hope he's back point. for week one. Yeah, it is a moot point. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of. It's David Sills' season, my guy. David oh, Sills' season. Wow. Okay. Oh, David Sills the Dan, fifth. You did it, Dan. You you did it, and I didn't want you to do it, but you did it. I want to talk about him. We let's talk about. It. I feel like last last year in, in the in preseason is also David Sills' season, and then just... yeah, and I was talking about him then. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the exactly the point. Like it means nothing if we're if we're talking about David Sills catching five touchdowns and you know one scrimmage or whatever. Like, <laughs> hey, the, the way that this team is built, any performer I'm going to take, and he's you know former quarterback. He's he's been working in the off season with with Jones, got a good rapport. Uh, it can't hurt. Um, and yeah, I. I, I I probably should be paying more and more attention to a lot of articles and stuff like that, but everything that just pops out has been this guy <laughs> for the last month. Everything, like, I go to look, and it's just like David Sills. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll come back. Maybe something else happens. No, it's still him catching touchdowns every single practice, so I don't know what's going on there. And the defense is good, so he's clearly progressed. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what his uh, his special teams if he's even going to be playing gunner or anything like that. I know Joe Judge wants all the. I was literally just going to say, I'm sure he'll be a great gunner on special teams and not contribute oh, I, I, on I, offense I, at all. Uh, well, he might be like the fourth wide receiver, and you know, mm. with the with the, uh, the the great mind that is Jason Garrett, I'm sure he'll he'll put some uh, packages together for him. You mean coach? Yeah. Well, yeah. What is that all about? What What is that? I don't know. I don't know. It I know he was joking, and it's like a it's a non it's a non story. But like he's just trying to loosen uh, the media up a little bit. I think he feels the pressure of everybody basically hating his guts. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a. Well, chill he's dude. not. He's not great at no. his job as as he's shown. Not just here, <laughs> but on the Cowboys for many years too. Very excited for this season, guys. I think that much is clear. Well, let's okay. Let's 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 talk about something more fun, like the defense, who just basically like there's. I mean, okay, there's not much to say. They look as they should look. The secondary looks amazing. The DL looks great, and then who's rushing the passer? I mean, <laughs> so the, I mean, anybody <laughs> should be able to against this offensive line. So, I mean, is, yeah. are there injuries that I'm unaware of? Like, I haven't been following as closely as I should be, uh, even though it just started. But like. I going into the season, I expected a ton from, you know, Lorenzo Carter coming back, um, and and you know Leonard Williams after signing the contract, like he's a he's a he's supposed to be a rusher, like he's getting paid like he's, a rusher. He is wreaking havoc in camp apparently against okay. like a, a depleted Giants interior with a Shane Lemieux injury and the two uh, guys retiring and not much behind that. So what about Which our man Aziz? Scary. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't heard much about Ulujari at all. Like, I, I barely read anything about him. I mean, you know, rookies are rookies. They're going to come along slow. They're going to adjust to the program at, at the pro game as they do. I mean, I hope we see some good action from him in the preseason, especially against the Jets next week, next week who I don't – other than Becton, who I think has, like, you know, that, that was their draft pick the same year we got Thomas. Uh, he was picked a little later and has, has played better than Thomas has since then. I think he has a lot of potential, but a lot, other, a lot of questions along those lines. So maybe we'll – 
kind of see these guys coming along a little bit more in the preseason games and some real action than I guess like yeah. against a poor Giants offensive line. And I want to ask you guys, you know, I, I think I skipped over another question I wanted to ask you guys about like having seeing Pert do reps at LT and Solder do reps at guard. Um, I like these moves. I, I think that it's an interesting – I mean, I think Solder's doing reps at guards because uh, it wasn't Lemieux. Like, Hernandez, like, had a false start, and they, they pulled him out, like, in practice, and then Solder was put in there. I actually think, like, that would be a good spot for him. He's, like, a big dude to play guard, but, I mean, yeah. he's got to be better than Will Hernandez, who has just kind of gone downhill since he started. But he had a good rookie well, year well, and has well, kind of been yeah. terrible since then. For for what it's worth, apparently he's uh, he's slimmed down a little bit and he's been working on his uh, his like speed and agility. Will Hernandez? Uh, yeah, right. uh, that's what I read. He, he like had a whole new uh, regimen in the off season. He, I think it had what he thinks a lot to do with the physical aspect of it. I think his brain doesn't work. <laughs> somehow made him you know? worse. <laughs> Lose, yeah, slimming down. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. been reading a lot of good things about Lemieux and how, you know, his limited time in training camp, he's looked really good. But at the end of the day, uh, if, if he's hurt, then he's not going to play. So it doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah. would you guys, like, enjoy kind of seeing Solder step into, like, a guard position? He's 6'8", like 330 pounds. I don't see wow. how you're going to really get outside on those out, outside runs, uh, which I'd imagine they'd be running with, with a really athletic running back like Saquon Barkley back. I mean, what do you guys think? Or also, you know, if you want to talk about Pert, you know, having reps at LT, I think that's also pretty cool. Dan? I mean, I'd like to see Nate Solder contribute something, anything. Um, yeah, right. If he's, you know, a, a league average guard, I, I would take that to the bank. That would be like best case scenario. Um but again, like it's just hard to imagine him playing a guard. He's he's a huge dude. He's not the most physical player. He's more of a finesse type type, uh, you know, tackle. Um, but I, I, you know, he's. I'm sure he's got to feel like he's got to prove himself. So maybe he'll use that that savvy to to get something done. Um, but I still would be shocked if he ends up, you know, playing inside there. Um, I don't know. A- anything out of him would be great. I. I like he's fresh, man. At least that he's fresh. Well, that, yeah, I, I yeah. was just about to say he had a year where he got to to rest up real good. I mean, he's he's a little older, but <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about it before. He took a, a pretty big pay cut to stick around, and that's like a, it was a team friendly kind of situation. And I don't know. It's probably this is his last chance. He's going to put some effort in. He's he's. I mean, he's a veteran. He's got the 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 smarts for it. He can at least be a, a locker room presence and try to get people to follow him and if he has to have a spot start at guard so be it maybe he's the swing tackle i mean he whatever. that's they say swing tackle honestly in my mind he's probably the best offensive lineman on on this team and he probably won't start because they want to give the young guys a chance which is great i mean andrew thomas you have to let him start because you invested too much draft capital to not let that happen mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I know you want to see Pert and Lemieux come along, but at the end of the day, like, the, the development of Jones is the number one thing. And I know we, we're probably not going to talk about Jones at all right now because it is what it is. I want to wait and see what happens with him. Uh, they've given him, given him enough, enough weapons, and I know, I know the O-line is a suspect has been talking about, but any chance that he has, let the, let the best guys play. And if Nate Solder is the best guy at guard, let him do it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a valuable spot. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the roster, so do you, do you got? I mean, like the moves they've been making are pretty, you know, nothing burger to me. Sort of like trading fifth wide receiver for another fifth wide receiver, but at the same time with with Looney 
going, especially who I thought might slot into the spot at guard over Lemieux. Is there anyone you guys want to see pick up? For me, like a guy like Chance Womack out there, I think is is a good good guy to pick up. Interior lineman, tenth pick in the twenty thirteen draft. More a solid run blocker than a than a pass blocker. But Saquon coming back, you know, we want to we want to get that run game going. It's super important to give Jones the time to do the play action passes. So he also spent time with Judge when he went to Alabama. There's not really a lot of guys out there right now. Uh, if he wants to play and he's in shape, I say sign him. I mean, there's other guys out there like uh, Joe Dahl, Austin Reitler, who the Giants were looking at before they signed Looney. He started in Kansas City at center. Um, maybe that's his. That's the position he wants to play. We have Gates, who I think is another, maybe the second best player on the offensive line right now. Gates just said he loves to play guard, and he did start at left tackle at uh, where did he go? Nebraska for for quite a few games. I mean, when you look at Reiter, he had what? Let me see this. 739 pass blocking snaps in his career lit up 11 pressures and zero sacks you can't say that for a lot of guys in this line right now anyone you guys feel like the giants should bring in offensive line defense whatever it is colin uh well you you already that that's who exactly who i would want is writer i mean is there something wrong with him because he uh, he should be signed by somebody already or is he being really selective I haven't read too much into him other than um i was i saw that he was out there i saw his pedigree and i was like well this seems like the the right choice that they were they were already going to make this choice before they they wanted to do Looney. So it seems like kind of odd that their second choice is still out there after the first choice retired. Might as well go after the guy. I'm sure he's not commanding a big contract or anything like that. Yeah, that that's that's my guy. Just because if you you solidify the center literally of the line, um, then the rest of it kind of can be piecemealed a little bit more. Not that Nick Gates is awful, but he's not a true center. So you'd rather have a guy that has a lot of experience. Then you have uh, Gates who can just kind of swing guard yeah. or spot center or whatever. Just get some experience in there. I mean, that's one thing about last year that, that is pretty good for Nick Gates in general. He had a ton of experience. He, he only learned from it, too. And you know what? <clears throat> He's a real fun guy to get behind. Dolly boys. Oh, he just wants to fight everybody. It's the, the best. We, like, love that kind of stuff. Oh, he was fighting like Aaron a... Donald in the Rams game last year. That, oh, that was, that was that great. Was yeah. That was great. Why not? I mean, he's like, I know we're terrible, but I'm going to fight you, guy. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Maybe not on the street, but, uh, you know, if there's a couple of refs around, I'm sure he, uh, you know, yeah. get pulled back fast enough before he gets his life ruined. But Exactly. I don't know, watching those Aaron Donald workouts that they like post NFL posts on Instagram every day, I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy is just unbelievably, <laughs> like, physical specimen a guy like you know you'd hope that dexter lawrence would be like two-thirds of the player of at some point in his career that'd be huge they're different they're different players are differently sized they have different attributes but you know they play the same position so i don't think the comparison is that weird to make i guess yeah dan is there anyone out there you would think the giants should sign or any like particular position group like offensive line probably is 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 the go-to here i think for everybody I mean, I think that's obvious, but, you know, the real smart heads would probably be looking at running back. You know, you got to get deeper, deeper there. Maybe pick up Todd Gurley, see if they can revitalize his career. Uh, Duke Johnson is out there. You know, there, there, there's stuff to be had. Um, yeah, obviously, somewhat offensive line would be great. Like, you know, Russell Okung is out there, um, but they're never going to sign him. He's going to be too much money, and he's old. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just get better. <laughs> just get better. Just get, some some just quality get depth. Uh, anybody bodies would be good. Uh, it's just it's bleak. It's bleak. 
Yeah, the offensive line, and I mean, we beat, we can beat this horse to death forever on this pod, but this team will never be as successful as they need to unless they finally address this problem that they have. And it's, it's been ten years. And you, it's you know, been ten years. They spent they spent picks on Eric Flowers. They spent picks on Shane Lemieux. They spent picks on uh, Andrew Thomas more recently, among other dudes. Pert uh, more recently as well. And the in the draft, uh, Solder was another pickup in free agency. But none of these moves have panned out thus far. I'm not going to get crazy about the rookies and the young guys because they need more time to develop. But Jones also needs time to develop. He's coming into his third year under, you know, the second season in Garrett's offense. So there's not much to say about him, you know, changing coordinators like he did from his first to second season. Also, they put a lot of weapons around him with Galladay and Tooney. I want to see results this year. I really do. I think we all do. I think we want to watch fun football again. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of pods of other Giants, you know, other Giants pods, rather. And, you know, that's just the general consensus among fans. is Like, we just want to watch some fun football. We want to see some wins. want to have a good time. That's all I'm looking forward to, and I'm concerned <laughs> again this year. But if we want to look forward to, you know, the Jets game, um, I don't really have anything to say about this. I don't think the Jets are good. I, I, I want to see, you know, Wilson as quarterback in the Jets, but all I want to see from the Giants is just, you know, pass blocking, a little bit of a run game, and a couple, you know, good good couple series from Jones. Is there anything you guys looking for particularly in this game, Colin? I mean, the obvious, no injuries, number one. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be vanilla. It's more about, you know, getting them out there and, and, and playing under the lights and getting hit by someone in a different color jersey. And, and you know, it's going to be bland. They're not going to do much. You're going to see some, you know, probably some random guys that, that won't be playing come the regular season. And I, I'll just... Yeah, hold off on the, the turnovers, if, if at all possible, and, and just get through the game without getting hurt. That's all I want. Yeah, I mean, Dan, how do you feel like the structure of the preseason changes now that there's only three games? Like, do we see the, the starters in the second game, and we see a little vanilla first game, and then the third game becomes like the one where the fringe guys are trying to make the team? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like, outside of, you know, Joe Judge trying to, like, make a uh, you know team sort of ethos or, or a statement with playing starters more than, than other teams do. I imagine they'll just, yeah, just do one for, you know, getting people warmed up, acclimated, get starters a little bit more burn, maybe a full quarter, maybe a quarter and a half in the, in the second game, and then let, uh, you know, the, the depth fight it out in the third game. Um, you know, not, not a lot I'm looking for in any of the preseason games, really, um, especially the first one. Um, just try to keep an eye out for the rookies and, and people that might be promising, um, depending on who's injured. Like, you know, some guys that could be fun, like like John Ross or Dante Pettis. Um, see if there's anybody that looks somewhat solid on the offensive line that might step up that you know we're unaware of. Um, also, would like to, to gauge Nick Gates and and Lemieux's hair. See who's who's got the flow going. I think that's also going to be you know, a real <laughs> important factor this season. Um, in addition to the bellies, obviously. So, you know, just a little, 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 little hair takeaways. Bellies. The, 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 the hairy belly boys? The hair, the no, hairy long bellies. hair and bellies, but also oh, but yeah. hairy belly boys. Yeah, yeah hairy belly boys. Those I are the tangible intangibles that you need to have. I'm very glad that we have the name for the pod now. Um, that was easy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Usually that's a little, uh, a little more difficult tomorrow morning. But, uh, I mean, you know, uh, there's not much 
going on this year and I, I think that's like a good thing that there's not a lot of chatter out of camp other than like the Joe Judge stuff and honestly I, I'm just looking forward to the season I know everybody is um, with that being said thank you guys for listening tonight uh, we're out um, please follow us again on W United Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and don't forget to follow our new corporate sponsors the Pigskin Podcast Network thanks guys for listening tonight have a good one bye guys see ya